Hello everyone, this is Thomas and Christine Erdos. And you're listening to Love's Fire. Welcome to episode 12. Yes, here we are. Here we are, sitting in your presence. Oh, that's right. That's good. Thank you. You did better than I did, but... No. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Okay, let's get started. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we are talking about being on fire for Jesus. Yes. Wow. Jesus is amazing, and he is worthy. He is the... The lamb is worthy to receive the reward for his suffering. Yeah. As the Moravians would say. Who are the Moravians? The Moravians You're were, about to do it, huh? Uh, I know. I wasn't... I don't know. Now I'm going to. <laughs> I just thought maybe our listeners would want to know. Yes. That's a great point. So the Moravians were uh, missionaries. Uh, I mean, it's just a amazing, amazing story with Count Zinzendorf and the Moravians and him giving land to these refugees, these persecuted Christian refugees, or letting him them stay on his land. And, um, and then they started to squabble on his land, and even to the point where uh, they ended up, some of them called him the Antichrist. It's like, talk about a thank you. <laughs> it's like, yeah, thanks for letting us uh, you know, build a city on your land, and you're the Antichrist. So it's like, think about all the opportunities for offense for Count Zinzendorf or to just kick him off his land or to be done with them. And yet he, um, because the problem was they weren't all one group. They were different. They had different beliefs on, you know, practical things. And so, so they weren't all the same denomination or the same uh, persecuted group. But uh, so they had all these differences and they're squabbling over. And so anyway, Count Zinzendorf, this is back in, I think, the 1700s, (laughs) if I remember right. Yeah, pretty sure. And um, and he he decides to give up his career, give up everything, and move into this city because he was living in his own place over the hill, his own mansion probably. And then he decides to move in, and he starts going house to house and just preaching uh, brotherly kindness and forgiveness and repentance and uh, just reconciliation and um, and within a short while he brought unity to the whole group of I think a couple hundred people at that point and then they uh, um, decide to celebrate and have communion and the Holy Spirit falls and just blasts the place so to speak um, and uh, and so it just, yeah, so it's a revival. And so people, there's apparently accounts that people didn't know if they were in heaven or not, uh, at this time. And then shortly after they start 24 seven prayer and they had 24 seven prayer going for a hundred years, over a hundred years in that, um, location in, uh, in Germany, I believe. And so, um, so yeah, it was amazing. And so they and then they started the they were basically the first Protestant missions movement started from that group as well. And uh sent out lots of missionaries and which led to the salvation of John Wesley among many other people who was a huge impact on um England and the US and the first great awakening, all these things. So and their big one of their big slogans was the lamb is worthy to receive the reward for his suffering. 
And so it's like, if we look at Jesus and what he went through, uh, what he suffered, that he was whipped to, you know, the point of death. I mean, with this, the scourging killed people. Um, it didn't kill Jesus, but it killed other people and, and just mocked and hung on a cross and, and just the most horrific death. And it was for our freedom, it was for our redemption. Is so, uh, you know, he came to say, seek and save that which was lost yeah. and to restore us back to our Father and to his image and to, so his glory can cover the earth. Yeah. And so, so anyway, <laughs> um, when we look at it from that perspective, like, you know, whatever we're going through pales in comparison. Yeah. And he, uh, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. As you know, it says in Hebrews twelve two, and that joy was us. That we are His joy, and He is ours. And wow, anything to add to that? Yeah. Oh, it just. But with that is like the amazing, the amazing part of Jesus is it does just because, yeah. Like in comparison to what we're going through, yeah, it, it pales. But also, He has such a compassionate heart that no matter what we're going through, if it doesn't look like heaven. He paid for it to look like heaven. And so it's like another reason, like as we meditate on the cross and like not like don't be afraid to go there to really imagine what he endured for our sake, because he endured it so that our our lives in this earth could look like heaven and that we could be like be carry carriers of him, of his heart, of his nature, of his will on this earth. And so like it should bother us <laughs> with all holy like like uh anger like it should bother us when things don't look like heaven and but the amazing thing is we have an answer in the holy spirit inside of us and yeah. so that's part of today's you should share what stood out to you this recently yeah so i was just reading proverbs and um i was reading proverbs 1 and something stood out to me in a way that it hadn't before. And, um, you know, from verse 20 to 33 in my Bible, it's, uh, the section is called the call of wisdom. So wisdom here is personified, but also in essence, God. And, um, you know, in verse 23, wisdom or God is saying, turn out my rebuke. Surely I will pour out my spirit on you and I'll make my words known to you. And so it's, uh, it's an amazing picture of, um, you know, if we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, then he will exalt us in due time. That humility puts us in a posture to receive his grace. And so well, when we when he corrects us, when he speaks to us, whether it's through uh, a spouse or whether it's through <laughs> the word of God or through someone else or just in our hearts, um, it's so it's so critical to just respond, to submit to what he's speaking and to not let pride keep us from everything he has for us and from him. Yeah. So, so then jumping down, um, so then it goes on to say all the uh, bad things happen when we don't, uh, when we f- refuse correction or refuse to answer his call. And just as a consequence, you know, we, we reap what we sow. Um, or, I mean, that's a natural law. 
now thanks to Jesus we get to reap what he sowed yes. <laughs> through redemption thank you Jesus yeah. get to reap your forgiveness and healing and provision and everything he paid for yeah. and uh, then in, in verse 32 it says for the turning away the simple will slay them and the complacency of fools will destroy them whoa this is <laughs> it's a heavy and uh, so the turning for the turning away that could also be waywardness or backsliding, or even faithlessness is another way it could be translated, which is interesting because we were just talking about the importance of faithfulness last episode yeah. in relation to friendship with God yeah. and and trusting Him, but also being trustworthy to Him. Um, but praise God for His grace and, yeah. uh, and mercy. And so, so the, the turning away the simple will slay them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. And um, I looked up this this word, and uh, uh, well, one I looked up complacency, and like just the English definition, and it's basically um, like a smug attitude, uh, like a smug, uncritical attitude towards yourself of like basically resting on your accomplishments, and um, and so it's like. You know, it's like the champion who's already achieved everything. And it's like, so <laughs> I remember Corey Russell talking about Rocky, one of the Rocky movies, which I hadn't seen, <laughs> but about how he had become complacent. He'd become this champion and a boxing champion in this mo- these movies. And, and then I think it was the second one or something. And then he became complacent and he's, he wasn't fighting. He wasn't as hungry anymore. And it put him in danger of... Um, of defeat or even worse and uh is what his coach was telling him and so um complacency is you know something to add to that or just think it's funny <laughs> just waiting for earlier he like imitated the guy oh <laughs> but <laughs> that's fine you don't have to do it <laughs> it's like come on rocky you haven't had i haven't seen hunger like that in you for years <laughs> yes <laughs> this is great Anyway, so uh, thank you. That's what this is all about. Yeah, and so uh, so yeah, that's that's the thing. It's like okay, we're satisfied in Jesus, but we don't want to be. We don't. We don't want to settle for less than what He paid for, which He paid for us to walk in everything He walked in and more. Yeah, and so you know, He said, you know, John fourteen twelve, that you know. Those that believe in me, they'll do the same works that I've done, and even greater, uh, because I go to my Father. And so, of course, referring to the Holy Spirit being sent, which who empowers us to walk just like Him. First uh, John two six says the same thing. It says, "If you abide in Him, you ought to walk just as He walked." Yeah. So that that means in. And certainly in character and nature and in the fruit of the spirit, but also the the power of the spirit. And so, so anyway, what's amazing is this, uh, in some translations, when instead of complacency, it actually says prosperity, which is the way that's Greek word or Hebrew word is translated in other places. And so it could read, and the prosperity of fools will destroy them, which, you know, ties into complacency. It's like if we feel like we've achieved, right. we've arrived, then like we're going to stop growing. Yeah. Or if like we feel like we have we have everything we need, 
like we're doing good everything's fine i'm content with life like that yeah that's complacency yeah so we want to be content with jesus and right. be satisfied and complete in him yeah but we want to continue to press forward just like yeah. paul says I, I press on right right like there's still so many things in our lives that are subject to change as as long as we're willing to partner with god like there are like in my life like am i content with jesus yes but are there still people in my life that i want to see living for jesus or seeing different promises that i know they're contending for and i want to see them come to pass like that's that's the aspect of like continuing to let your fire burn and your heart be connected to to god's heart and like pray and contend for those things to happen yeah you know, which is interesting because even I was just reminded that even the Moravians, one of the things that spurred them on to night and day prayer was in Leviticus when it talks about the priests were not to ever let the fire on the altar go out. Mm. It was to be kept going day and night. And so God lit the fire, but they had to keep it going. Mm. And um, anyway, so then the next verse, it says, but whoever listens on the flip side, Whoever listens to me, God or wisdom, will dwell safely and will be secure without fear of evil. And so what this when I read this, I was thinking about you know what we're gonna share, I was reminded of Revelations three and the 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 lukewarm church or the Laodiceans says in Revelations three fourteen, and to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things says the Amen the faithful and true witness. Wow. The answer to faithlessness is the faithful and true witness. Mm. The beginning of cre- the creation of God. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish that you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. Yeah. Wow, that is sobering. It's... Uh, we don't, we don't want to play with being lukewarm. It's a dangerous place. Because you say, I'm, but this is what's amazing though, is they weren't just lukewarm. This is what they said about themselves. You say, I am rich. I have become wealthy. I have need of nothing. And do not, and, and you do, so that's what they said about they, themselves. They didn't know they were lukewarm. They said, I'm rich. I'm wealthy. I have need of nothing. They are complacent. They were lukewarm and they didn't even know it. Because Jesus then says, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. Wow. I counsel you, buy for me gold refined in the fire, that you may be rich and white garments that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed, and anoint your eyes with eye salve, <laughs> yeah, that you may see. Yeah. As many as that's really good. You want to share on that? Well, just like all leading up to this um, podcast and video, me and Thomas both have been having things like in our eyes, and then like I I hadn't heard that he wanted to read all of this. I had I had heard him mention some of this, but just like the part about anointing our eyes with eye salve, so that like that you may see. And so it's just, just, I'm just like noticing God's heart in, obviously he did not put anything in our eyes that we were like, that was, 
that we were like dealing with feeling like things were in our eyes today, but I do still feel like he can use things to get our attention. And then just like hearing this part about anointing our eyes with eye salve is just like, I'm just like really catching on to his heart for everyone listening, um, that our eyes would be opened to what he sees and what he's ready to empower us to, um, partner with him to see. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, if obviously if God wants to see us to see, yeah, then the devil will try to fight that and attack that and try to keep us from not seeing. Right. And um, so yeah, and then in verse nineteen, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. So this again is like reminds me of Proverbs one. Um, Therefore, I be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock, and anyone who hears my voice and opens the door. I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. Wow. This is like the mercy and the love of Jesus is so amazing that even to the lukewarm church who he's, you know, says that they're, think they're all that. And actually they're, they're blind, they're wretched, they're miserable, naked and and poor. And he's still knocking at the door. And I know this verse is used with, uh, unbelievers a lot of times but he's talking to a church here he's knocking at the door of a church like that's a scary place when jesus is outside your church (laughs) um but not just the building but it's scary when he's needs to knock on the doors of our hearts um and so but the amazing thing is his grace is extended his mercy is extended just open the door yeah that's like that's what his call is to us, and that's what his call is to every believer. Is open the door, let yeah. me come in, so we can dine together, yeah. so we can fellowship, we can enjoy each other's company, so I can, so Jesus can transform us and form us and mold us and shape us into love, into His image. Yeah. And uh, it's an amazing picture of uh, one of conviction, but of mercy and grace of what He's offering us is fellowship. Yeah. And and setting us on fire so we're not cold or so we're not lukewarm but hot yeah uh for the on fire for jesus like we're saying yeah it's so good do you have more to add to that just to connect it to just like current day um like right now we are it's been obviously an interesting time in the world (laughs) and uh yeah if anyone listens to this later on at least you'll see the date and i'm pretty sure everyone's gonna remember covid19 um but hopefully we'll forget the not good parts of it but thank you jesus for everything we've all learned in the midst of this all and uh just part of it that we've seen is just in a lot of ways god has been waking up the church and like we just went to a an event called let us worship which all spurred on from like sean foyt noticing that uh whenever the california governor said that churches couldn't sing in their churches like in church (laughs) he was like uh this isn't right you know and um, thankfully, that's wakened, awakened a lot of the church, but I still believe there's a lot more to be awakened. And I feel like just as I listened to the scripture that God had put on Thomas's heart, I was just reminded of America before all this pandemic. It was like in a lot of ways, America and the church was just kind of uh, coasting. 
And it took this pandemic, not at all saying it's from God, but that our eyes have now been awakened to like, okay, something has to change. Like we cannot continue living in this sort of way in in a way in which they could try to take away our religious rights of like being able to worship God and things like that is like we like complacency is so dangerous. And so um, I feel like I wanted to just tie it into current day of like why this is so important. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so if we're in that place, we can, we can repent and yeah. we can just say, father, like, I don't want to be there. Help me. Yeah. And forgive, forgive me for being there and help me and give me the grace to do that. And as we, uh, consistently put our attention on him, put our affections towards him, uh, set aside time for him, whether we feel like it or not, he'll meet us. He'll meet us there. Like he, he's in us and he wants as believers and he wants to, us to be able to experience him, to fellowship with him, to dine with him, yeah. uh, both in our secret place and throughout the day and what, wherever we are, whatever we're doing, yeah. to do that as unto the Lord. And yeah. so what's amazing is we don't have to stay there, you know? If, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, what uh, we've heard Dan Muller say, if the shoe fits, kick it off. Yeah. <laughs> it's not you. It's not, we were meant to be on fire for Jesus yeah. He is worthy to receive the reward for his suffering. Yeah. And it, by we can't but we can't do it in our own strength, but by his grace and by his spirit, he will empower us as long as we are willing. As yeah. long as we just submit and surrender. Yeah. Yeah. And don't yeah, don't be afraid to care about things. <laughs> because yeah. it's it's Jesus' heart. He's meeting you there. And so if you have remained like not letting your heart like care about certain things because of fear that it wouldn't change like god's a good father and if he's asking us to partner with him that means he's got something good up his sleeves <laughs> and so we get to trust him and so yeah let me pray yeah yeah ready yep thank you jesus for these incredible people listening and thank you for what you've even been pouring into our hearts father we thank you that we even yeah we Bring ourselves to your altar, Father, as a sacrifice that only you can, only you can um, light the f- the flame of our hearts, God. Only you can put oil in our lamps, Jesus. And so, everyone that's listening, and us included, we just bring ourselves to you, Father, and we say, "Light us up." <laughs> in Jesus' name, we thank you, Father, for who you are and what you're doing across this country across this world and across this podcast in jesus name amen 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 well we love you all be blessed be healed be whole be free yes in jesus name and we will see you next time